Good morning, class. Hi, we welcome you to Faith School. I'm Keith Moore. And what happens at Faith School? My spirit gets fed. My faith grows stronger. And I learn how to be an overcomer. We have overcome and we will overcome. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the, uh, the classroom. We've saved you a seat right here. Put everything else on pause. You, you can't do other things at the same time without missing some things, missing some parts of it. And this is important. It'll feed your spirit like we just got through saying. It'll give you answers. So Father, we all agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing, the perfect words, and anointing on our ears and hearts and minds and eyes to hear and understand and, and see you, your will, your ways, your answers, because they are right, they are perfect, they are good. And we release faith for them and expect them right now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you would go to our great textbook again today, we're continuing our study of the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. And we'll look in Luke, the eighth chapter. This is recorded in Matthew 9, Mark 5, and Luke 8. And we're looking at different parts of them and putting the whole thing together. We've already covered a lot of ground. You can go back to the beginning of the week uh, to see the beginning of this study. But this is the eighth one in our study, and the previous seven are available for, for watching and listening also, no charge, on the website. Let's begin reading in verse 43. It said, A woman having an issue of blood twelve years had spent all her living upon physicians. This is the same phrase, all her living, that is used to describe the widow woman that gave her two mites in the offering. And it's also... Uh, the verse, the passage goes on to say, she gave all she had. All her living was all she had. And so apparently, of course, for it to last 12 years, this woman, uh, her family, whoever, were people of some ability and means because they've been spending money now for 12 years. But no matter, uh, at some point, uh, you keep doing that, you're going to run out. And she has gotten to the place where she is, uh, has spent everything she's had. Is, is that the will of God? To have to spend everything you got to try to get better? It is, it is absolutely not the will of God. Do not accept even what some preachers will try to tell you. And some religious people will try to tell you that this is somehow your journey of suffering that is the mysterious will of God and it's his plan for your life. It is not God's plan for you to suffer 12 years or 2 years or 20 years or 
two hours and spend every dime you got, there's no way, no how, that's the will of God. Now, if you're struggling with that, you cannot have faith to be healed as long as you're struggling with that. That's why I keep bringing it up. As long as you're questioning the will of God, you're wavering. And the Bible says if you waver, don't, don't think you'll receive anything. You got to get it settled. Uh, there are forces at work other than God in the earth and in the world. There are forces of evil at work. The devil and his cohorts are at work. And he's a killer. He's a thief. He's a destroyer. That's not God. Things that kill, steal, and destroy are of the enemy. They're not to be embraced as some mysterious plan of God. They are to be resisted. Resisted. Didn't the Bible say, resist the devil and he'll flee from you? Right? So this woman experienced all this for 12 years and then finally uh, she came behind him and touched the border of his garment and immediately her issue of blood stopped. Look in Mark's account, Mark 5 and 25. It says a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things and many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing, nothing bettered but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, that was the turning point. When she heard about him, then her focus shifted from her eyes being only on man to believing there was a supernatural way to be healed. That you could be healed by the power of God. And she was healed by the power of God apart from any procedure or natural medicine. Wasn't she? And one of the reasons that she was healed that way is because there was no procedure or medicine that was available to her that could help her. Dr. Luke said so, inspired by the Spirit. He said she couldn't be healed of any of the folks and things that were available at that time. And that's true again today. We've made a lot of advances, but it's still true. Uh, I had uh, an acquaintance of mine who's a minister over in another country was talking about he was going to have a, a healing meeting and uh, going to pray for people. And some of the press got wind of it and tried to make a big deal out. And they said, and so they came, and I won't try to do the accent because it's a different accent, but, but they, they said, so uh, you're going to pray for people? And, and what if you're praying and they don't get healed? And he, and this is him, he's, uh, he's just his character. He said, he said, well, they're no worse. <laughs> he said people go to, the, go to the doctor all the time and die <laughs> he said how many went to the hospital and, and were buried <laughs> and they just kind of you know like <laughs> no uh, people think wrong they've got these, these goofy notions about it it's by faith and faith when you don't see any help in man, to just despair and quit is a mistake because there is help in God. 
There is what's impossible with man is possible with God. And all things are possible to him that believes. And praise God, they did have a good meeting and they did lay hands on some people and some people did get healed. Hallelujah. (laughs) Somebody said, well, does everybody get healed? Well, does everybody get saved that you preach to? So am I going to stop preaching salvation because somebody didn't receive Jesus? No. Am I going to stop preaching healing because somebody didn't receive healing? It's exactly the same. But you've got to be persuaded that it's the will of God no matter who receives or who doesn't receive. It's still the will of God. That never changes. No matter what you experience or don't experience or what I experience or don't experience, that doesn't change God. Doesn't change His will and it doesn't change what He has provided in Christ, which includes healing. When she heard about Jesus, it changed everything. It changed everything. Now we had mentioned this, and I want you to look at it again. 1 Timothy 6. 1 Timothy 6 and 12 talks about the very familiar verse of Scripture, to, at least in our, our circles. 1 Timothy 6, 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. We looked at James where he said, Faith without any action is dead. Just like the body without the spirit is dead, faith without any action is dead. He just kept saying it. He repeated it three or four times. So this is a very big deal. Faith, living faith is not passive. Living faith is active. The reason I keep talking about it, there's a bunch of church going people and people who've learned a little bit about faith who say, well, you know, it's all up to God. It's just all, I'm just putting it all in God's hands. And you know, that sounds good. But you can't leave up to God what he left up to you. See, this gets into a problem. And you're trying to get God to do what he told you to do. That's when nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. And so passivity, people call it faith sometimes, and you see a lot of people die young, die wrong, because they decided to do nothing and called it faith. What about it, class? You ever heard any of that? I said they decided to do nothing and turn it all over to God. And call it faith. Is that what we're seeing in these verses? Is that what this woman with the issue of blood did? Huh? She turned it over to God. And stayed at the house. Huh? And sang. Come by here Lord. Kumbaya. Huh? Come. Huh? Did she? Would it have been easier? In her sick condition? Weakened condition? She's unclean by the law? Oh Yeah. I mean, she's got all kind of reasons to stay at the house. But that wouldn't have been faith. Faith without an action is dead. Look in Proverbs. Proverbs 18.9 says, He also that is slothful in his work, Proverbs 18.9, is a brother to him that is a great waster. 
Then down in verse 14, it talks about the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity or weakness, but a wounded spirit who can bear. The Amplified, I believe, talks about this, that a strong spirit of a man will sustain him, even in bodily pain and trouble. Strong spirit is the source of strong faith. That's, your faith is of your heart, is of your spirit. And faith, living faith, is active. But notice verse 9 again. He that is slothful. Other translations say lazy. Lazy, indolent, uh, passive. In his work is a brother to him. We'd, we'd, we might say it is like somebody who, who wastes, is a waster and our destroyer. Listen to the Amplified of this. Enlightening. And they got a note here that just, you'll see why I'm reading it. It says, he, the Amplified, Proverbs 18, 9, he who is loose and slack in his work is brother to him who is a destroyer and he who does not use his endeavors to heal himself is brother to him who commits suicide. What, what does that mean? It means you don't even try. You don't even try. Now see, before this woman heard about faith, was she trying to get healed? Everything in her power. Is that good? Yes, it's good. Right? She didn't have faith to be healed by divine power because she didn't know about it. Right? She'd never heard about Jesus. She's probably never been around any, seen any miracles or healings or things like that. So all she knew about was the doctors. And she was willing to do anything. She went through procedure after procedure. And don't you imagine, you know, 2,000 years ago, there were some pretty bizarre procedures and painful and expensive and but we're not to look at that and scoff and go well she shouldn't have done all that yeah you should fight come on class are you with me yeah you should fight you should do it what you know to do and you you resist it and you reach out and you do what you know to do to get better and to receive help yeah you do and people who, who have heard a couple of things about faith and go, well, you know, uh, God's almighty. He can do anything and, and, and I don't need to do anything. I'm just leaving it up to him. And they just quit. Well, that's a brother to somebody who commits suicide. Hmm? And sometimes it's because of ignorance. It's because of confusion. But faith is not passive. Say it with me, class. Faith, faith is not passive. Faith is active. Faith takes. Amen. Now see, that is so contrary to religion, isn't it? <laughs> but try to figure out what spirit is behind this. You should be quiet. You go sit down and be quiet and don't say anything and don't do anything. And just wait and see if God notices you or not. Shh, no, be quiet. 
One, of the, one or more of the healings that we're going to look at, like the healing of the blind men. You know, blind Bartimaeus? He cried, Jesus, have mercy on me. And what did they say? Shush, shush, shush. Was that God telling him to shush? He can't see. He, didn't, he can't get to Jesus like this woman. Huh? He, can't, he didn't know how to press through to get to. He would miss him. <laughs> he can't see. But his voice works. Yeah. Right? And he can cause Jesus to locate him. And he's doing the same thing. He's using what he can to reach out to touch the master somehow or to get him to touch him. Come on, can you see this? But he is not sitting there idle, passive, leaving it all up to God. No, no, that's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what these people did to get results. It's not real faith. And so, yes, you... You get hit with something, you begin immediately to look to the Lord. Now, you don't just look to man. You look first to the Lord. And then you see what of man, if anything, you utilize. Now, we saw this. Uh, or it's in the Word. I, I saw it. <laughs> I'll share it with you. Second Chronicles 16. I know many of you probably have read it too. But Second Chronicles 16, we have a case of somebody not looking to the Lord. It's Asa the king, Second Chronicles 16, 12. It says, Asa in the 30 and ninth year of his reign was diseased in his feet until his disease was exceeding great. So it was in the last stages. Yet in his disease, he sought not to the Lord, but to the physicians. And then Asa slept with his fathers. He died. He did not recover. Now, this is not an indictment against physicians. This is not a rejection against physicians. We thank God for good doctors and nurses and scientists and researchers. I regularly, when I see something or hear about something on TV, I pray for the researchers. Lord, help them to find the cause of this. Help them to find a treatment. Help them to find a medicine, right? Somebody said, well, why would you do that? And you believe in the power of God? Because it's all together. It's not a dividing line, either or. We fight the good fight of faith. We fight it naturally. We fight it spiritually, right? This sickness, this thing cutting our life short, killing people, killing them young, midlife, whatever, that is not the will of God. We are to fight it every way we know how. Well, then what's the problem here? Well, Asa had believed God previously and seen miracles. So he knew God was real. He knew God could do miracles. And yet, when he needs something in his body, he didn't look to God at all. He just puts all his faith in men when he knows you hear the language here, how it's worded. It didn't just say he went to the doctor. He didn't seek the Lord. But he just went to the physicians. Uh, there are people who don't know it, like that woman before she heard about Jesus. There are people, that's the only hope they know of, is natural. But you and I, whom God has answered prayers for, even we've been healed before, and we've seen things, 
We should not just, when we have a problem, just run to men or women and just do everything they tell us to do and not even check with God. Come on, y'all understand? No, the first thing when we do, when we got an issue, come on, help me out. We seek the Lord. Is that right? First, foremost, before everything, above everything. We, we ask the Lord about even going to the doctor, right? And then if we do feel like we should go, we go. And whatever they tell us, we don't argue with them. We thank them. But everything we're checking in here, they say, well, you got to do this. Well, we know. Well, maybe we do. Maybe we don't, right? You'll have to take this. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. What, what are we saying? I'm seeking him first, Right? And he might use you to help me, and I appreciate that, but you're not the great physician. You're not my healer, right? We do the same thing financially. You might use some people in the area of the financial industry, but that doesn't mean you ever look to anybody as your source. Hmm? One source, many channels. One great physician. The Lord, my healer. Is that right? Many helps in the doctors, and, and I thank God for them. I believe, I mean, I've got friends that are, are doctors and, and nurses, and I believe a man or woman can be called to that just like I'm called to preach. I do, and I believe God anoints men's and women's hands and minds to do surgeries, to diagnose, to all these things. Now, you've got some folks that are unbelievers, and they never ask God, and, and they're limited to what they know. <laughs> but those that will believe God and allow Him in, oh man, they can have word of knowledge in their office. They can have word of knowledge, and supernatural things happen in the operating room. Just like we described a couple of classes ago about that miraculous thing that happened with that whole tumor just being dead from the roots. All they had to do was just pull it out. Sew him up. <laughs> Miracles happen in the doctor's office. Miracles happen in the operating room. I know a friend of mine some years ago was in a wreck. And we were there at the time around it. And so uh, they, were, they were, you could tell they were pretty severely injured. And so we were uh, wanting them to get help. We're believing with them, praying for them. And the ambulance is coming. And finally, it took a long time, but finally they, they got him in the ambulance and we're, and the ambulance was going so slow. <laughs> and there was traffic and we're thinking, oh dear me. And the Lord quickened us, relax, I'm working. <laughs> relax, I'm working. And sure enough, by, it took too long. I, I, I don't know what all was going on except God was working. And when they got to the, the ER and the, the physician examined him, half the things they said was wrong with him weren't there anymore. Something happened on the trip. Well, he, they still helped him with some things, but he was uh, released to be home. Um, was it the same day or the next day? I mean, it was amazing. Amazing. But what I'm saying is people try to, try to separate completely. You either believe God or you go to the doctor. No, no. You don't leave God out of anything. Right? If they're going to roll you into the OR, don't go without God. Is that right? If they, 
If they're going to do a procedure, say, no, we want God in here. You got to leave that religion. Well, then we got to find somebody else to help us because we want God involved in every piece and every part. And we have found consistently that when you ask the Lord to speed up the healing process and increase, you know, unless somebody, somebody had a surgery or something, if their body is normal, healthy, take X amount of time. They even know they've done it enough. They say, well, it'll take four weeks. It'll take six weeks. It'll take, you know, three months, four years. Well, uh, God can speed up the healing and increase healing power in you until it, it happens in half the time. It happens in a quarter of the time. We've seen it over and over. So always do that. Always pray and ask. In fact, I believe it's appropriate to do it right now. There are people in many different phases of things. And no matter where it is or what it is, procedure involved or not, God can and will speed up the healing process in you. Put your hands on your body, everybody. Say it out loud. Father God, I thank you for all the natural helps, all the doctors, all the nurses, all the researchers, every good thing that helps people. But you are my great physician. I look first to you. I look most to you. Above all to you. I rely on you. And I say, you are my healer. You are my healer. You heal me. Hallelujah. I'm asking you, Lord, increase healing power working in my body. Speed up the healing working in me. I lay hold of it. I receive it. I take it by faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now lift a hand and thank him for it. Say thank you. Lord, we thank you for hearing that prayer and we thank you for answering that prayer. I, I know that I know good things are happening. Healings are happening and they will continue. Well, that's all our time for today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time in Faith School. I sure enjoyed being with you again this week in Faith School. The Lord is adding to us. We're growing and increasing. I want to say thanks and pray over you, our partners. I know a number of you have been joined with us for years, and um, your partnership helps make available the production and in distribution of Faith School. But just like we're talking about laying hold of healing, you lay hold of your finances. Said out loud, I lay hold of all I need to pay all my bills. I call every bill paid. I call every need met. I call every debt caught up and paid off in Jesus' name. Go, ministering spirits. Cause it to come in, in abundance, quickly, more than enough. And Satan, I bind you. Take your hands off of my stuff. I forbid you to interfere with my affairs in Jesus' name. Now expect just what we prayed and what we spoke just now. Expect it to come in, every bill paid, every need met, 
We're hooked with you. God is faithful. And we'll see you again very soon here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.